Welcome to the Voices of the Goddess podcast. We believe that there is a goddess inside each and every one of us. When we use our voice to share that goddess, we support and uplift each other. Join us each week as we interview women to receive the message of their goddess within. Good morning and welcome to Voices of the Goddess. My name is Allison Mancini, your wellness warrior. Hi, and I'm Julietta, the Magical PT. We are so glad you're joining us today for more insights on tapping into the goddess within so you can achieve all that you are that you desire. This morning, we are joined by Don Hanna. Welcome, Don. Please share with our guests a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are. Thank you. It's so great to be here. My name is Dawn Hanna, and I'm a dog trainer in Broward County. I provide families with force-free, fear-free, pain-free dog training and help people reach the goals that they had when they adopted that puppy or they adopted that adult dog from the shelter. They had all these dreams of what they were going to do, and then maybe it didn't happen because they didn't really deliberately work with someone. So I can help them in the beginning to start off right, and I can also help them you know, when bad habits have formed to undo those. I feel like during this whole pandemic, so many people are getting puppies, right? Like, I mean, I got a puppy, like everybody's getting puppies right now. It's craziness. Yes. And I have a lot of people in the, you know, rescue industry and breeder people and like, it is unprecedented, the shortage of pets. So I didn't know that was crazy. I have a friend, have a friend who runs a, a rescue called Animal Aid, and she's like, I, I turn them over in 24 hours, you know, where we're used to animals languishing for... Speaking of... Hi! Hi, Rudy! Speaking of, there's, there's Rudy! Oh, he's so cute. I've got River here next to me. So can you do anything? Yeah, but River's much better behaved. Um, yes, I can. You know, um, over COVID, we had a, a kitten get dumped um, in our neighborhood, and I worked with her to keep her socialized. I taught her high five. I taught her how to, you know, put paws up, and I did a lot of fun stuff with her. And then another friend of mine found her a home, and I, she's a dog trainer, too, up in Orlando. And so I, I still keep in touch with her, and I still get to see pictures. Um, we named her Smudge. Um, they named her Iggy, so we still get to keep keep up together but that was like a really nice um feel good story from covid cool. but yeah and i do sorry i'm having puppy issues right now don that's okay <laughs> uh remember i have that um if you go to my website obehavedogtraining.com i do have a lot of video blogs and one of them is video uh tips for people who do video conferencing that are pet owners so it gives you some insights on how to set it up so that you can have silence and your dog can have something to busy themselves. You need to watch that. Uh, well, I did. I, I do need to watch that. And you know what's so funny, though? I did keep give him something to keep him busy. I got him this amazing snuffle mat, but, you know, it only lasts for like a minute or two. But I will go watch that video because I definitely need the advice. So thank yes, you. <laughs> Favorites is um, getting some healthy pate style food in a can 
and stuffing that into a Kong and freezing it. That usually lasts for about a half hour. So don't feed your dog breakfast, use that instead of breakfast, and then keep them in the crate in a quiet place. But I have lots more tips on my, uh, on my videos, so please check that out on my website. Cool. I will. Let's, let's, let's right. dive into the questions. All right. So question number one, Dawn, is what is or what would you choose to be your superpower? Okay, so my superpower, which works well with being a dog trainer, is my problem-solving skills. But I love it, too. Like, I love a good puzzle. I love a good mystery. And I love trying to be creative um, and finding things, you know, that people really didn't think about. Uh, do we, well, what if we just remove it? Like, I, I get so many people that want to train with me on their dog being a trash hound. And I'm like, okay, here's the Bed Bath & Beyond coupon. Please go get yourself a trash can with a lid. Please, <laughs> you know? So so sometimes it is a matter of, you, know, you don't really don't need a dog trainer. You just need different uh, a different environment. Um, but I like working with, so there's, there's training, which we teach a dog how to do things based on, um, you know, making that behavior valuable. And then there's also environmental management so that your dog is not running around constantly making mistakes because it has too much freedom and it's not ready for that kind of freedom yet. Just like, you know, we, we, we make sure we, we childproof our houses. You know, if you go into like a house with a child, you can't open any of the cupboards because they're locked. So the kids don't get in there and drink Drano. So a lot of that comes into play when you have dogs that, you know, they just, they very few dogs or puppies fall out of their mother's wounds, understanding how to live with humans. And that's where we come in. That's a really good way to put it. It's so true. Like, I think we forget that, that they have no idea how to live in a house. They don't know how to live with all of us and what's acceptable and not acceptable. And, but babies are the same way too. Like you got to teach them. It's the same way with a dog. You have to teach them or a cat for that matter. Yeah. And sometimes you get lucky. Like one of my friends got like that angel first child uh, and, 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 you know, she just, and she is a great mother, but you know, she was just like, you know, kind of like judgy with people that were, had, you know, like in the middle of a total meltdown in the store. And, you know, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And then she had child number two and she was not child number one. So I often get people that have unrealistic expectations of what a puppy should be like because they just got that dream puppy. They got, they won that lottery for their first dog. Now I'm like, mm, welcome to reality. Yeah, that's so true. All right, so your superpower is being able to solve problems, which is so true. Cause I think with our, with our son's dog, when I was working with you on training, there was something he was doing and I can't remember what it was. And you're like, uh, just remove that from the room. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> oh awesome. All right, question number two. Question number two is what is a book that has greatly influenced your life? Okay, so I love this question because I used to be a corporate person. So I had a job with, you know, Ryder. I've had a job with DHL and Spirion, which is now Randstad. Um, and their Ryder put me through like that whole Franklin planner thing. And all of us read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits for Highly Successful People. And I lived by that. If 
if you want to set goals and know how to get, you know, like you were saying earlier, know how to get the things you want, that is crucial to it. And um, I, I'm just like living proof of it. Like when I when I took that, they they had you write down. When I took that class, they had you write down some personal goals too. And I was like, okay. By the time I'm 35, I want a house on the water, and I want to have my black belt. Bam, I did. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, now what do I do? Now I'm just like, okay, now I got to work myself out of this this exhausting job, you know, and I, I did that whole corporate ladder thing and I enjoyed it for a while, but, um, some of those places are real sweatshops and I just got tired of seeing one o'clock in the morning and 6am <laughs> back to back in my cubicle. And I'm just like, Oh, you know, can't I do something else? And that's when I became a dog trainer and I still sometimes do some consulting for former employers. So I didn't like burn every bridge or anything. Um, and that comes in real handy. Uh, because sometimes I don't want to take clients that I don't think are coachable or I can help. And I often like compare myself to the diet coach. You know, if you come to me and say, hey, um, I want I have these goals with my dog, but I want to keep doing what I'm doing. And then I have to explain to them that that's like going to the nutrition or diet coach and saying, yeah, I want to lose 30 pounds. But yeah, I want to keep drinking wine, eating pasta and having dessert. And you know, it's just totally incongruent. And you really have to give them kind of a reality check. And sometimes they just don't have that. And I'm like, well, when you're ready, give me a call. Uh, you know what, I have not read that seven habits of highly successful people book since probably my 30s. I need to go back and read it. I actually recommend it to my kids to read. I think my son has read it. I don't think my daughter has because, you know, Lexi just has to book everything I suggest. So that's just how we roll. I'll tell her <laughs> and, that maybe she'll listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, you know, I think we've evolved a bit. Like nobody carries around that big Franklin planner. Everybody's got their, um, their online calendar. And so I, you know, when I'm breaking things down, I, and I have a goal, and I'm trying to get those little pieces, I'm literally like, okay, what am I doing this Friday? I'm not doing, you know, Friday's usually a light day for me in the afternoon because I don't want to be fighting traffic on a Friday night. Can I fit in a couple of hours to work on this project that I have? Whether it's my website, whether it's developing new handouts or whatever, how do I get the time for that? And if you don't cut out time for it, it six months pass and you don't even touch it. So it's so important to do that. And, and then I, I also have, you know, like, this is just, if, if you have a bullet journal, I love bullet yes. journals um, because they're very, they're very flexible. And so a lot of what I do is, you know, trying to plan and I, I have goals in here and stuff, but a lot of what I do is listening to people's issues and problems so I can be a problem solver, but I have to write them all down because they may want to talk to their family. And then the next week, they call me and they're like, remember me? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, you said you had the reactive dog and we talked about this and that. So I find that this is super helpful and that's it. You don't write things down anywhere but here. No random pieces of paper, no post-it notes. Everything is here. I never have to you know, be like, what did I do with that piece of paper? It's all here. Actually, I think about that in our in our director consultant meetings with Dawn. She always has a bullet journal with her. Always. You always do. But, you know, I love that yeah. idea. That's a great idea with your clients. Like as you're talking with your clients to keep that in a singular place. I, I love that. That's a fantastic 
takeaway. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. And I give them a lot of handouts and I, you know, and they're usually on eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper. And I usually tell them make a folder, make something so that you can always go back to it. All right. Awesome. All right. All goddesses need to do self-care. So what is your favorite self-care practice, Dawn? Okay, so this is like a love-hate thing I have. Uh, I actually have to cut out time for yoga. I love the feeling that I get after yoga, but for me to get on the floor and actually do it, I hate it. I hate doing that. And, you know, I we have a great chiropractor, Dr. Charles Palmateri, um, and, you know, he's always about, you know, take care of yourself, give yourself the stretching, and... I want to do it. And then it's, it's, I think a lot of people struggle with that. People who do running and stuff, they, when they get up in the morning, they don't want to do that. Nope. I don't want to do it. And then as soon as they take their first couple of steps running, they're like, woo, I feel great. And I'm so glad I did this. So yoga is your favorite self-care. Yoga, yoga is, it's, it's my self-care, but it's so funny how, you know, like it really, is a challenge for me to give myself that self-care, but then I feel so good when I do it. And it's, you know, I guess I, it's, and, and here's, here's, a, here's another um, behavior thing. Um, it's very hard to be objective when it's you. So like I could talk to people about their behavior and how to get their behavior different or their dog's behavior different. But when it comes to you and your behavior or you and your dog's behavior, it's very hard to be objective. So I need to, I think I probably need to talk to somebody about how I can motivate myself to do yoga more. You know what though? I feel the same way. Like yoga is one of my favorite things to do because I love how I feel when I'm done. I mean, I also like exactly. the process. I, I do like the process of it. It's the getting on the mat that is probably the hardest part. Um, but speaking of, <laughs> I, speaking of that, we're on with a dog with a dog trainer. So those of you that are listening to our podcast and cannot see the video, I just had to quickly put the dog away in his crate and get him out of my, you know what? He's been so good, Don, all morning long. And just, he just lost it. Of course, cause I'm on with you, the dog trainer, that's why. <laughs> well, well, and I'll, I'll just tell you, you know, knowing, and this is like the same with kids, you know, knowing how long they can tolerate yeah. this. You know, they can sure. only be good for so long. And, you know, you had a long morning this morning. So yeah, I can see yeah. why that's kind of like, okay, I'm at my wit's end. Um, you haven't taken, you know, you, you haven't taken some time to busy me yep. and I'm done with yep. what you gave me. So yeah, either he's going to be getting into stuff or you need to confine him so we can take a nap Yep. and then can walk him later. Yep, exactly. All right, our next, our, our final question, right? Our last question, I feel like she's kind of already touched on this, but we'll, we'll ask it anyway. So how do you create accountability? Yeah, so I have some accountability with myself, obviously. Um, I do carve out time on my calendar. Um, I do, you know, look at my goals on a monthly basis so I can, you know, make adjustments and things like that. Um, and I'm, I'm, there's something called time versus task. I'm very realistic about that. So I know some people who are not realistic about that. You know, it sometimes it takes two or three hours to do something and people are like, oh yeah, I can do a half hour of that. 
And it's very hard to sit down for two or three hours or carve out two or three hours. So you may need to do more days or, you know, you have to really be honest with yourself. So I think being honest with yourself about time versus task is important. And then also having, um, and I think, I think when you were speaking with your, um, what's her name? Crystal, is that it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This yeah. morning, Allison, yes. You know, saying it and putting it out there to the universe. That wow. holds me accountable. I talk to my friends about, hey, this is what I want to do this year. And once I say it, I feel like I need to do it because it's out there. And having friends that will hold you accountable is super, super important. Well, and I think, too, there's a there's a level of putting it out there that like you've now made it public. Like if you don't do it, you've it's kind of, you're going to feel like you've let people down, whether people realize it or not. You know what I mean? There's something about that, putting it out there that definitely gives you accountability for sure. Letting people down, not looking good. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Takeaways. I always make you go first. So I'll go first. Allison. <laughs> I, okay, as I'm looking at my desk here, you have no idea how many like pieces of paper there are with stuff written down. And I have kind of done this, you know, for B&I, I have a one notebook where I each week I go in and write down all the stuff to that. But I, I love that bullet journal idea that like, and I have so many journals, like I could totally do this and, but I'm still like putting stuff on little pieces of paper everywhere. So I am, as of today, I am, I'm putting it out there to the universe to make myself accountable. I am done writing stuff on little pieces of paper. I am having bullet journals or I'm not going to go buy the brand bullet journal or whatever, but I'm going to use a journal for each particular. There's going to be my work one here, my BNR one here, my voices of the goddess journal there where everything is going to be in one place and easily accessible. So thank you for that, Dawn. <laughs> Allison, what's your takeaway? So you stole, you stole my takeaway, but I will also say that I definitely need to go back and read the seven habits of highly success, successful people. I know it's on my bookshelf among my hundreds of books and I need to revisit that and a hundred percent agreed. My desk looks the same. It's got sticky notes and pieces of paper all over the place. And I love that idea. Like you just said, Julietta, of just having like, that would be so helpful in my life to have a journal and yes, the idea of the bullet journal, but having a journal for the compartments of my life. You know what I mean? Like you just said, have one for B&I, have one for this, have, you know, that would make my life so much easier because like Dawn even said, when you're dealing with clients or people and you take notes, you can go back. Cause I can't remember everything anymore. That's the reality. I'm CRS, we all suffer from CRS. <laughs> Yeah, can't remember shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, now that I'm 50, I can't remember all this stuff. So I love that idea, Dawn. Thank you for sharing. See, this is, I love doing this podcast because we get the best ideas from people. It's awesome. What's your takeaway from today, um, Dawn? Um, my takeaway is perfection is so overrated. So Allison, you know, you should not worry about the fact that Rudy is getting into stuff that's what puppies do and that you had to interrupt this to go deal with him 
action is just so overrated. You know, let things unfold. And I don't know if you saw the, what was it, the kitten filter, the cat filter, the lawyer. Did you see that this morning? There was some lawyer in court and he couldn't turn off the filter and he, he had a cat face. So, you know, and it was hysterical. And it's one of those, you know, perfection is just so overrated. I mean, I, watch that little cat video on, okay. it's really funny. And the judge is trying to walk him through, you've got this filter on. And, and, the, and the, the lawyer's like, I'm really not a cat. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you couldn't have scripted it better. So sometimes, you know, just let life be imperfect and lean into it and have fun with it. Because Rudy's fun. And he, he's not going to be this age for very long. So right. lean into it, enjoy it while you can, and enjoy the perfections. I don't want my dog to be perfect. I'm not perfect. You know, lean into that. Well, what's so funny is, as you say that, I sat here for a couple minutes going, okay, do I get up in the middle of this and go put him away? Like, but we're on screen. Like, people are going to see that. And then I finally said to myself, in my head, I went, you know what? this is real life. We're not here to be doing everything. So it's so perfect. Like part of why Julietta and I started this was because we want to be an encouragement to women. And that was an encouragement right there. We are still, what did um, one of the coaches I've worked with, she says, just, you know, do have imperfect action, just do it, even if it's not perfect. So I was like, I'm just going to pick up Rudy and go put him away and then it will all be fine. <laughs> so so thank you for saying that. Yes, I do yeah. feel. Absolutely. I've had perfection paralysis so many times. Uh-huh. And um, I think, uh, you know, we've talked about this with Allison turning 50. And um, I did that a few years ago. But you get to the state where, like, you just don't care anymore. Like, things don't have to be perfect anymore. And um, I won't use what we really say online. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, yeah. Getting over the need to be perfect has been a huge, huge shift in my life. So great takeaway. So one last thing I just wanted to let our audience know before you close us out, because I know you're going to do that in a minute. (laughs) Just let them know that we will put Dawn's contact information inside the comments and on the show notes. Um, She is an amazing dog trainer. I can tell you that firsthand. She helped us tremendously. Those of you that know me and know my son's almost 90 pound, very large dog that is a little crazy. Um, She helped us tremendously. So um, I know she's amazing at what she does. And Dawn, thank you so much for joining us. This was fun, but I will let Julietta wrap it up. (laughs) Yeah, this was great. Thank you for joining us, Dawn. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to our channel so that you can get all the support you need in becoming the goddess you are meant to be. Check out the show notes for information on how to get in touch with Allison or I. And also you'll find there links to all the resources that may have come up during this show. Have a magical day, everyone. Bye, Bye. everybody. Thanks, Don. Thank you.